This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we are back on as always game day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove. All right, Matt. So not only for what you just mentioned about Mitch Morris being uh, maybe the most impactful loss on the bills. I think something that's just kind of not thought of enough is the bills get down first and goal at what the four yard line towards the end of the game. I know exactly what you're going to say. They cannot, they cannot go under center Yep, because they have their third string center in and they don't Mm -hmm. and and the third string center is not practicing snaps under center with Josh Allen at practice. And people could say, well, why not? Well, it's because it's the third string center and you're not taking time like that to do that. When do you think you're going to use your third string center? So Josh Allen had to go from shotgun Mm -hmm. in that situation, which completely impacted the play calling. It really limited the playbook and gave the Miami Dolphins a chance to kind of read the play a little bit better and know what was coming versus Josh going under center. So losing Mitch Morris, actually not just because of the physical nature of what you just talked about, but also because of how that impacted how the bills actually had to play it in that fourth down and first, second, third and fourth down situation at the end. Can I give uh, Mitch Morris is still my answer, but can I give another person just as kind of like an add on? Well, you can, but let me see if it might have been my guy I was going to go with, but you convinced me on Morris. I was going to say Ed Oliver. Okay. That's a, um, that's not who I was going to say, but I think okay. that's a very good one. If you want to justify it, go I'll ahead. say Ed Oliver because the bills really did not get a lot of interior pressure on Tua, And I think that's how you have to kind of, you hurt him a little bit with interior pressure because he's the, he's not the biggest guy. He's got to then move around to get through different windows. And I also thought they ran the ball fairly effectively at times. I think Ed Oliver was a loss in the middle and it didn't allow a lot of those guys, maybe even Jordan Phillips, just those two guys there. So I think losing those guys in the interior was a big loss. All right. And for me, this is actually going to transition us well into probably the next thing we should talk about, but it's Micah Hyde and the play that specifically stands out is the third and 22 that they converted on that deep ball to waddle the bills do not get beat over the top like that when Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer are on the field. And I know that now the reality of it is that they don't have Micah Hyde. So they're going to hope that that continues with Jordan Poyer and Jaquan Johnson or Jordan Poyer and Devar Hamlin, whoever they ultimately decide to use more often. But yeah, like I, that play happened. And the first thing that I thought of is that doesn't happen if they're healthy, like ever ever. I know they only rushed three. And I know some people were like, why did you do that there? Why didn't you send pressure? Well, they dropped everybody into coverage and it was still a broken play and they were still able to hit you over the top. So they definitely missed Micah Hyde on that play. And I know that they're going to miss him for the rest of the season because he is so impactful, but this is the first time we're doing a podcast since the news. So Sal, just kind of, what are your thoughts? And I think now we have a little bit of hindsight too, to kind of how the bills are going to approach this, given the fact that they did play a game. 
So my thoughts are first and foremost with Micah, obviously just that is a brutal, brutal loss for him uh, not to be with his teammates, not to be with his team, what he means to the city, what it means, to the organization, the community, everything. I love the fact that he was still with the team. He made the trip. He's down yep. on the sidelines. He's going to be there. I think I'm assuming he'll be there all year at every game um, unless something else, you know, if he has to do some rehab or whatever, but the point is he's going to be there and uh, really help coach those guys. Um, they'll get better on those plays. I do believe that uh, they'll have, they'll, they'll have to go through some of this. There might be a little bit of growing pains, but I also will tell you, even though they'll get better, I think Matt, it's not the first time we're going to see this. I think you're no. going to give up some of the, some of these plays every once in a while. But if the worst thing that happens here is every once in a while, they give up a deep ball, but you sacrifice and you give up the deep ball, but you look at the stats and you say, I- I'll say it this way, Matt, if I told you, Every week from here on out, the Bills would yeah. give up less than 200 yards, but give up one 45-yard pass. Would you take it? 100%. Think about of even today. Of course t- you would. Think about even today. Could you imagine if we would have known this morning that the Bills only gave up 21 points in this game? Right. You would have thought the Bills won by 20. You're like, okay, easy. Now, obviously, that speaks to the day the defense had and also just the mistakes that the offense made. But, yeah, no, th- there will be growing pains. And I think that that's kind of – fair to assume. And it's also like, should be accepted too, because it's not like Jamar, Damar Hamlin or Jaquan Johnson have a ton of snaps on the field. Now I will tell everybody I saw my guy. I know you saw him on the sideline. I saw him in the locker room after the game. And I just went up to him and I was like, Hey, you good. And he was like, I'm going to get through it. And I was just like, all right, stay healthy, man. You know, hope, you know, nothing but the best for you and your family, because he has meant so much to this organization and to the city. And I think somebody tweeted it the other day. And I think it was really, really well said that in this situation, I feel much worse for Micah Hyde than I do for the organization, just because he is one of those pillars that helped turn this thing around. Like when I think of where the bills were in 2017 to where they are now, the first names that I think of are Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Tredavious White, and now Josh Allen, because those three first guys that I said, White, Poyer, and Hyde were all here in 2017, helped end the drought. They were still ascending in their careers. Then they went through 2018, Josh's rookie year, where there was kind of the downs, and then boom, 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 back to back to back playoff appearances. This year, obviously, super high expectations. And I just would think if this team gets to where they are trying to go, if this team plays in the Super Bowl, I cannot imagine what it will be like for Micah Hyde to not be out on that field. And just as a human, I feel for that right. guy. I really right. do. But I, I do 100%. think that but I do feel like the fact that we saw him today at the game, the yes. fact that he was on the sideline, the fact that he was coaching up his guys, like I think that really speaks volumes to both him as a person and to how close this team is. Because he wants them to have success, even though I know it'll really hurt if they have the success that, you know, they want to have. Speaking of close, Matt, here we go. Nice segue. Nice word. Another close loss for the Bills. This has become a little bit too much of a theme for a lot of fans that, yeah, when they win, they blow you out. But when it's a close game, they can't win. They haven't in the last couple of years. They won some in the past, you know, going back a couple of years ago. But last year, close games all losses. Now one score game, another loss. Is this something that we should be concerned about in these close games? The bills keep losing or is it, Hey, I mean, they're in the games. They're not going to win every game. It just shows you how good they are, that they can blow teams out. And then when they're in a close game, it can go either way. And the breaks haven't gone their way in a few of them. All right. So give me the scale is one, not at all concerned in 10. The sky is falling. Is that what we'll go with? Yeah. I feel like I'm at a, I feel like I'm at a six. Okay. 
I feel like I'm at a six, and my justification for six is that I do think there is something to be said that they only win blowouts, and then when they lose, they just lose, and they're always close games because, like, whatever. But the thing that concerns me is that in the playoffs, there will be more close games. You can't blow out teams in the playoffs like they do in the regular season at times, and that's when I have concerns. So in the regular season, I'd say it's like a two or a three. But knowing the expectations for this team, I think that could become a bigger problem down the road, as we've seen with the loss to the Chiefs last year, the loss to the Texans in 2019, like two close playoff games. And by the way, they they did win a close playoff game against the Colts. That was a real close one, Mm -hmm. Uh, but they almost, but they almost also lost that one too. So, uh, you know, I, I would say I'm moderately concerned. Okay. Well, here's my question for those who are very concerned and keep, you know, bringing it up for Sean McDermott, you know, blaming it on McDermott. He can't win a close game, which he has won close games, but my question would be, well, what would he, what should he have done differently in this game? How did he cost them? I don't think he did. I don't think Sean McDermott made a call in this game that makes me go. Yeah. You know what? That's on McDermott. Another close game where he did something wrong. I don't think so. I think it was lack of execution. I have one question, okay. not necessarily concern. I want to get your take on a Sean McDermott decision. The fourth and four, they kick the field goal and bass missed. It I was would fine have, with the field goal. It would have went from, if he made it a three point lead to a six point lead. Now, my question was on fourth and four, do you go for it? Because then you have a chance to make it a two possession game and go down and get a touchdown. Cause they were at like the 20 or something. So I was thinking in the moment, should they have done it? And then they missed the field goal. And it's kind of like one of those ball don't lie situations. Yeah. You're like, Oh, well, the result is the same as if they would have went for it. I know bass makes that most of the time, right? but just curious because I, I, it was one of those ones that came into my head. That was like, I don't think it's a mistake to kick the field goal. But I also don't think I would have been mad if he went for it. I understand. I I don't disagree. Like if he goes for it, it's like, okay, I actually love his aggressiveness on the first drive going for it on fourth and goal. Mm-hmm. And it was a touchdown. But to me, it's Tyler Bass should be automatic from there. To me, this is an execution issue. They they went for a field goal and said, okay, we're, we're playing well. They only have 14 points on us. Um, you know, we think that we'll be able to stop them and make them have to make them have to come down and get a touchdown against us. So I'm totally cool with it. My bigger point is I don't think there's anything other than maybe a questionable fourth down decision that you could point to, to say McDermott blew it. You know what I mean? Like if you look back at the 13 seconds and say that's on coaching, they should have squibbed it. They should have done something different on defense. Yeah. Dermot Frazier, uh, Heath Farwell, whatever. I, I think that's fair to, to question that. If you want to go back and say, well, close games is usually on coaching and details. I get it, but tell me how this one was, because to me it was a lack of execution. It was a play here. It was a play there. It's Josh Allen, not, Throwing the ball strong enough to um, Isaiah McKenzie at the end of the game, maybe where he can get a tu- where he can get a touchdown. It's Isaiah McKenzie not getting out of bounds at the end of the game where he's trying to, but he feels like he can't. That's not on coaching. No, I think my biggest concern after this game, besides obviously the injuries and the fact that they lost, 
I just don't have any confidence in them in short yardage situations. Mm. I still don't. It's been something that's kind of been a thing for a couple of years. You'd rather now. It be third and seven than third and one. <laughs> Honestly, like yeah. I feel like they have a better chance yeah. converting these ridiculous situations than they do third and two. Cause they get in their heads and they're like, well, we can't run it because we don't trust our running backs. But at the same time, we've got this guy who's like a bajillion feet tall. He can probably get it, but we don't want him to get hit. And he's still a really great quarterback. Like there's just so many reasons that I feel like they should be great in these situations and they aren't. And I know we explained specifically the end of the game and they're on their third string center. There was a blown coverage on the second play on the third play. Great coverage from the dolphins. He tries to fit one into digs the fourth down play. He should make that throw. He should hit McKenzie. That's a play that he's supposed to make. He doesn't whatever that happens in the NFL, not blaming anything on Josh Allen. He had 450. 47 yards. And uh, (laughs) it's like his worst game of the year. And he had 447 yards and two touchdowns. Um, So yeah, the short yardage thing is just a little bit of a concern to me because I still don't feel overly confident in any of their running backs or in the line in those situations. All right. Well, you brought it up. Josh Allen, 447 yards of total offense. I think we should at least acknowledge some of the really good things that happened in this game and um, kind of talk about some of those plays and players. And we'll do that now.